tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This week on the program, you know, I just learned that the original title of this movie was Crispy Critters, the motion picture. <laughs> it's Firestarter. I'm Andrew Crispy. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. And we hate movies. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this is uh, We Hate Movies, a comedy program where we uh, talk about movies in a fun and gross way. Uh, this week, we're talking Firestarter from 1984, directed by Mark L. Lester, who, man, I don't know what the fuck happened, but somehow this dude, after making this movie, managed to indeed direct Commando. Your ass uh, used to be beautiful. Like, what the fuck? Day. Commando. No. Yeah, but this was this was Commando was after this. This was really he had an interesting Ugh. run. It's this in '84, and then Commando in '85, and then in '86 he directed Armed and Dangerous. What the fuck filmography? <laughs> it's a crazy filmography, man. I, Armed and Dangerous. Stay tuned and a half. I remember sorry. watching that movie a thousand times. Unlike this movie, this was my first time. I've seen it. Yeah, really? no, I had never seen this. I've seen oh, it a no, couple I'd, times. I had seen it. Yeah. And it's you know it's got its it's got its moments. Certainly, the ending rules. Uh, but it's sort of it's just a great cast, a, a banger score, and TV movie directing. And it's just like it just feels yeah. like a movie of the week. I I think it's very obvious. I, I mean, we were talking about right before we started recording, but I, it, John Carpenter was supposed to direct this. He it was supposed to be his follow up to the thing. But because every was everyone was insane at the time and thought the thing was the worst movie ever made. I don't know what was in the water that year, man. Like, what I, the fuck was society no thinking? Idea. No idea what could possibly be up people's fucking ass with that shit. But like, that you can so clearly tell he had like given them kind of a construct of what it should have looked like, and they just fucking dropped the ball completely. Big time. Yeah. Absolute big time. Um, this is also, how about this? Written by a dude named Stanley Mann, mm. who this guy direct or uh, wrote two interesting things. Damien Omen 2 uh, and Conan the Destroyer of all pictures. Wow. Oh, boy. The weird thing, and the, thing, the problem with this movie, I think, one of the biggest problems is that it's not, It's too, it seems to be too faithful of an adaptation just in terms of like, how like I read the Wikipedia somewhere like oh that's exactly how the movie moves oh really you know? not yes. not many divergence from the the text huh but because apparently Carpenter's version had like was three hundred pages and had like a lot of different stuff in it yes. and I think the, I think whatever that different <laughs> stuff made it a movie and this is just sort of like the book come to life right? yeah I mean, which I think is a problem with King in general like a lot of his movies uh, don't get. That's cinematic, and I think that's yes. why. Um, well, that's I think not it's, counting it's, The Shining, obviously. Well, no, that that's but no, you you inspired this thought to me though. That's what's interesting to look at like King adaptations. Clearly, 
in in most cases, the further you get yes. from the source material, the better the movie is because the Shining Kubrick movie is not the book really at all, well, and it's a masterpiece. Well, oh well, but oh, but we also know the masterpiece, The Green Mile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, it's it's ter- You just let the director do what the fuck they want. I don't care. I I, sh- I sent you guys that uh, HBO behind the scenes clip. Yeah. At the end, King is like, "Well, yeah, you know, it's the most uh, movieable of my books, I think." And I'm like, "You're just making, you're making up." <laughs> Great, thank you, oh, Stephen. My man loved to make up words. By the way, we got a couple <laughs> of bangers in here. We've got Grandther, which we say, and it's like, "Oh, Stephen King, you wrote that, didn't you?" you What's that, that supposed to mean? Grandfather. So instead of grandfather, you call him Grandther. Grandther. Oh, that's. Is that some like fucking? You know, old timer thing, maybe. I don't know. I I just it sounds like because he Stephen likes that King. shit too. He likes yes. people talking yes. like old timers. <laughs> I reason. do. I do like. I like Art Carney in this movie. It's kind of a delight when he's man. Just Art like, Carney getting shot. Yes. Yeah. And then he's like saying shit like, "Oh, that's a corker." Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. should bring yeah. back corker, you guys. That's mm, a pretty definitely. good one. Main like, language to say in like general. that's cool. Like wow, what a corker. Well, you know, or to- cork corking rack, madam. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> what a corking rack, rack she had. Uh, I or mean, a wait. corking ass on that dude walking mm. by. Yeah. Does David Keith ever say Mingo in this? <laughs> he does not. Oh, that's, that's too bad. I think David Keith. It's kind of funny because this movie is being remade right now, and that's why we're doing it. It's going out this weekend or some bullshit. And. David Keith, I mean, it, he's not an exact uh, for Zac Efron, but it's pretty close of like 12 people passed. It's really like yeah, a yeah. lot of people passed that it got down to you. Zac Efron, way more handsome than David oh, Keith. Sure. Oh, sure. Well, the, well this haircut's Keith, doing no, nobody favors. I'll no, tell you that. my God. What, this thing's like a lion's mane. Can you believe it, this haircut? <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be honest. It was working for me. I, I, I kind of like how the man's yeah. looking in us. He's I like pretty, a little something, man. To, something to grab, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He uh, played uh, Jack Murdoch in that Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. I mean, oh, yeah. the dude's, dude's been in a thousand things, but yeah. Whenever I see him, I you would not see him. Whenever I see his name in the credits for a second, I'm like Keith David. Oh my god, yeah. yes, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, man. he like, is kind of ugh. bizarro, Keith David. I do yeah. feel like one time they're like, all right, we're gonna make a movie about the Black Panthers, and we need uh, amazing actors. Get these, and then like, uh, get us, da- get us Keith David, and then David Keith shows up, and it's like, <laughs> fuck. Oh, you <laughs> must be mistaken. <laughs> oh, no, the FBI agents are the next. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, uh, hi, I'm reading for uh, Kwame Ture. <laughs> <laughs> well, they want me to do blackface. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a major motion picture. Better do it. Really weird. <laughs> I, I, I guess so. Well, they really want this guy in this Black Panthers movie. Huh? <laughs> They're willing to go to that length. <laughs> oh, no, no. He thinks that. That's oh, what he oh, thinks. I, oh, I right. says. No, right. no, no, he, no. he walks into the audition room and then gets some <laughs> shoe polish and then I tries he was, to fit in. God. Yeah, he just he just nailed the audition so hard. They were uh, like, what are we going to do? And then some producer it? was like, I got it. It's the plot of the movie Soul Man, but applied <laughs> to the casting of a fictional Black Panther movie. Yes. Uh, um, so you know to start somewhere with this film i want to quickly mention the powers here so it's, it's the movie's about a little girl who could start fires with her mind by looking she's at a stuff. twisted fire starter <laughs> that's right pumpkin instigator do you think they're gonna use that song in the new one? Oh, they 100%. better. One fuck. If you don't, that's to. that's a total uh, fucking. If you're like Zach Efron's, like I just gotta remember. 
kind of reminds me of a song I grew up with. And he puts uh, it out. He dusts off a CD and puts it in the yeah. fucking It's uh, a CD song changer. I remember they played at my fourth birthday party. <laughs> no fucking way. What's going to happen is you are going to get some fucking Nora Jones-esque, I'm a fire. Yeah. Slow You're it totally down. right. Slow it down. Yeah. It's going to be little ghost girl cover. Absolutely. <laughs> that makes it prestige, you know? Kevin, you totally call it, man. Now I definitely have to watch that movie. Oh, by the way, you know it's going straight to Peacock as well, right? Oh, oh yes. really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I cool. saw yeah. I saw that advertised the other day when I went to try to watch this on Peacock because I was like, oh, I'm a Peacock subscriber. It says the movie's streaming there. Excellent. I go there. Uh-uh, not so fast, Andrew. Streaming for Peacock subscribers with commercials. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, that <laughs> sucks. I, I sat through those commercials. Oof, I just yeah. I rented it on Apple, dude. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I just you can it's amazing these days how you can just you can just tell like they have no confidence in the product, not just for that, but because like they say the word superhero four or five times within the span of two minutes in that trailer. I mean, but also like you've got it's not just uh, Zach Efron in that film. You've got Gloria Rubin, who I love as yeah. the Martin Sheen role, but that's not that's not Ooh, on par. You that's know what a I mean? gamble. That's a gamble. Uh-huh. And you've got I, I think uh, Kurtwood Smith is sloshing around. I think. Ooh. I don't know where he's he's gonna fit in, but I like it. Maybe he's the Art Carney, possibly. I think he's the doctor who. Oh, that makes sense. I think that's who he is. Hmm. Oh, so that means he'll like try to have a little bit of turn of heart at the end of the movie, but she'll still set him on fire in mm-hmm. a golf cart. <laughs> Dude, that guy, one of the fucking funniest deaths in this movie. So, so in a start, sea of funny deaths. Yes, that is. But you, you're gonna go to the, the powers, Eric. I'm sorry. Oh yes, now the powers. What I want to see, like, if we can be honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. the oh, audience. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And the whole world here, I think if I had these powers, I, I think every other person I see is, is going up. I'm oh, yeah. You'd, like, you'd, you'd be out of control. Yeah. Oh, you'd have you to be put down. down. You'd have you to be put down. walk down the street. Someone looks at you slightly cross, and they always kind of do. Yeah. It's, to me, it's like news uh, from the front. Another A train goes up in a blaze. <laughs> Just like, you know what I mean? Like... Oh, Steve was commuting this afternoon. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine the FBI coming to me. Like, can you talk to him? Like, no, he's going to set me on fire. <laughs> well, because no, can, like, can't you talk him down from killing all those people? No, 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 no. He's going to see me. Uh, he's going to set, set me on fire. You on fire, Chris? I, I would set on fire though almost anyone else. <laughs> it's a very nice day, Eric. Yes, it is. Oh, it's a very fine day. <laughs> now, here's the thing, though, dude. Remember the part in this movie where that fucking British doctor is like. She can do all this stuff now when she's a little girl. Imagine if she grows up, she could like cause a nuclear explosion. That would be you, dude. You would be nuking shit oh, like yeah. accidentally <laughs> or, or intentionally. Or I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Uh, your entire town has been nuked. Um, that's Freddie yes. Jones, by the way, father of Little Rich Boy, which I didn't know until today, Toby Jones. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fred, mm-hmm. That's the original the dynasty. That's the it's a dynasty. They're both good. They both have oh, a yeah. fantastic actor. Flabbergasted faces, which I love. Um, <laughs> so we start. It's on the. It's uh, David Keith, not Keith David, on the run with uh, Drew Barrymore. Uh, and I think play- there's good urgen- urgency yeah. here. I feel like I was watching this and I was like, well, "This is better. This might be better than people have talked about this yes. film." And I and you know, for the first thirty minutes, I was kind of enthralled because here I feel like you get some of that almost commando esque. Uh, you know, direction where, where it's, it's the pacing we're going, we're running, we're falling down highways and yeah. the movie's moving. Yeah, it is. I, I thought the, I thought the first 50 minutes, I was like, this isn't bad. We're, we're moving here. And, yeah. but I'll tell you in this first part, you also 
see like exactly what the difference between what this is and what the carpenter thing would have been while he's running somebody just like ADRs he can control minds <laughs> yes. and then yep. in literally two minutes you get a pretty good scene where you show the power you yes. actually show the $500 bill scene yeah yes. like Jedi mind trick and in the like, cab like that's like Carpenter would have enough confidence to be just like no I'm going to show the power I'm not going to just have somebody like it's a superpower. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, that's the these guys from the quote unquote shop uh, who are like look exactly like CIA agents. Like you guys, somebody's got to wear a t shirt. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, put on if, some dungarees possibly. Like, if you're calling yourselves the shop, you got to be a little more out there than just your average CIA looking dude. Yeah, I mean, I think I guess this is sort of just the CIA or a division yes. of it. There's a mention that it's uh, the DSI, a, like mm. Division of Scientific Intelligence or Department of Scientific Intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. The and other thing that I think sort of kills this, though, is, like, the structure that they choose to give it. Because, yeah. like, I get it. Like, you want to start off, like, with a bang. So we start, like, the movie starts kind of after the movie actually started. You know what I mean? And then, like, the, he uses, like, the dad, the Andy character, having these flashbacks to sort of, like, catch you up on what went down and it just it fucking kills it every it time well like, uh, you get a legitimate wavy flashback and dude, that's like totally that. <laughs> dilly doot, dilly doot, dilly doot. uh which we get yeah because he gets in the cab basically they're on the run they get in the cab he tells the cab driver to take him to the airport he gives him a dollar and says it's a 500 hundred dollar bill he has to do this like camera head move to make his powers work yeah, this is this is also oddly big time uh, scanner cop. This yes. movie feels like <laughs> in a big way, or scanners, which came out the year before, the year after this, or the same. Is it, or is it the first? No, no. The, the scanners came out the year before this, but the book came out in 1980. So there's that. Oh, okay. Yeah, scanners is all over this thing, and also, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. But like Art Carney, I'm like, oh, it's uh, Supergirl. <laughs> it, 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 uh, she showed she showed up on a farm and it, oh people took care of her oh yeah i guess that's yeah true. oh wow i never put that together that is incredibly weird um the flashback is you see they're at i guess they're university students doing a whatever doing a uh one of those you know medical trials yeah this- next next door bill murray's fucking giving <laughs> some hot girl a card test i don't know a couple of wavy lines <laughs> Nothing flashy. Nothing that would grab the audience or anything. Just, you know, wavy lines. You can keep the five bucks, mister. (laughs) I will. Uh, It's the... Yeah, so, like, this guy's just like, well, it's going... This guy, Freddie Jones, or Freddie Jones, he's great. He's just like... Uh, you, one, or, one or two of you might hallucinate just a little. No mental powers whatsoever. No, 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 no. I know in one of these top secret government experiments you think you're a part of where you're going to magically gain superpowers. Now, that's that's just malarkey, you see. <laughs> and this yeah. is this was a real thing, right? Like, they would actually, you know, the government would drug random people. Like, the MK Ultra shit, that's pretty yes. much the Firestarter program. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wish that they actually gave them these kind of powers so a few of these guys would have gone down. But <laughs> no, it was just long trips. It was actually more like them, like, uh, it, it, David Keith and Heather Locklear, like, lovingly looking at each other, like, I love you. 
I, yeah, the whole stoned thing here is uh, it's fine. It goes on too long, though. Way too long, David. But Ke- I mean, I I don't know, man. Wouldn't it be cool to just be high with Heather Locklear though? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Nineteen eighty four, Heather Locklear. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I, I fucking twenty twenty two. Heather Locklear. Talk about her role as Stacy Sheridan on TJ Hooker. That's right. Was that so? Actually, Eric, eighty four is Hooker on the air. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. She's uh, she's full Stacy mode right here. This nice. is her film debut, apparently. Um, oh, really. Which was she, weird because I always thought that that was whatever Swamp Thing movie she was mm. in. Is she in the first Swamp Thing movie? No, she's, I believe she's in the second Swamp Thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I always thought that was her film debut. I love. I was wrong. I love David Keats' killer opener line here to Heather Locklear because she's like, when do we get paid? And then the guy goes to her and is like, yeah, I'm broke too. And it's like, wow, good, good one, dude. <laughs> oh, killer. yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, you can't afford dinner? Oh, just uh Come here. <laughs> Isn't it romantic? We have nothing to our name. <laughs> uh, and they start tripping out. I do love this werewolf looking guy who's like, uh, is this run by the shop, man? Oh, yeah, totally. They should have fucking like that dude. They should have like seen some like scientists over in the corner. Like, yeah, we think that guy's on to us. Give him a hot shot. <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe there's there's a few shots here where like other test subjects rip their eyes out, which is yeah. I think that's great. doesn't great. that guy rip his eyes out? The guy who asks about the is this the shop? Isn't that the same dude? I think I don't so. remember potentially. I the, hope so because the most you know hippy what? dippy one. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I think I think he, yeah, his eyes get ripped right dude, out. Yeah. Yes. So maybe they did give him the fucking hot shot. All right, all right, Mister Mister Questions. Sure, enjoy having no eyes. Exactly. <laughs> give him serum X. And yeah, they start tripping out, and you know, um, they can start reading each other's minds. Him and Heather Locklear, because she's like, "Wow, what a great compliment." And he's like, "I didn't say anything." If I'll tell you, man, if Heather Locklear could read my mind, I'd be in real trouble. I'd be in jail in five minutes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> she, it would be a real get him out of here. <laughs> what is? What did you say to me? Nothing. <laughs> With a cake? Ew. <laughs> that could mean so many things. Uh, yeah, no, I do like the 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 flirting here or whatever, but it is immediately interrupted by this, like tons of people freaking out. Like this needs to be a back to formula with whatever <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah. drug they're trying to come up with here, man. Can we uh, get one that makes ice people? Maybe that'd be better. <laughs> yes, exactly. yeah, that's a little less dangerous. <laughs> so oh, the, you're trying to a- make my X-Men icy. <laughs> <laughs> Is the thought here now? Both of them get experimented on. They get like these powers. They have a kid. Yes. Is that kid just naturally gifted, or is that kid I, also getting dosed as a child? No, I think that's the idea. Is they have now made yes. a little fire starter kid. Right. The movie never does nail that down, and I feel like I don't know. You're doing all these fun flashbacks. Yes. Like, why don't you get a scene in there where? Because this is what you don't have. You don't have a scene of the two of them discovering that Drew Barrymore also has powers. Yeah, no. they should have. It feels like the movie should have been front loaded with a little more information. Even the shop stuff, if you could somehow move that to the top and then have yeah. them on the run as like the bulk and towards you, the end of the film. You, you, don't see you can Mar- just throw all that shop shit in the fucking garbage. As far as I'm <laughs> <concerned>. <laughs> Until yes. the fucking climax, honestly, shut fucking right in the fucking garbage. Well, because another this made me think of another Stephen King story. Uh, adapted into a way better movie, Mike Flanagan's Doctor Sleep. Yep. In that movie, you do have the scenes where uh, the parents uh, of the girl, uh, Abra, I think her name is, um, 
the parents discovering that shit, like what's going on with our daughter? There's fucking spoons on the ceiling. And like, you get those scenes of like the powers sort of coming to life as the kid gets older. And like, you just, you need that shit for a movie like this. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I, well, they, 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 they skip over uh, with all these flashbacks. They actually skip over the most interesting part of it is because you let these people go. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You, you didn't kill that? them. You and, and like at the very least, I, I, if I had any idea they were getting close to that kind of power, I'd be like, it, 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 snip the balls off. Like, honestly, just, <laughs> yes. it, yep. No, no way these can procreate. Absolutely not. Uh, one, no, 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 one, no, no. One more uh, little test here. You just dose them, and then that's it. You're fucking vasectomy yeah. town. Goodbye. Totally. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. I love. I mean, it's because it, yeah, you don't. They, you just see them living in like kind of domestic tranquility, and like they're getting nasty phone calls from the shop. I guess who are just like. Come back. Hey, come back. <laughs> don't don't make us drive down there and pick you up. You better come to us. I'm gonna I, all right. We have the door open until 2 p.m. Better be here. Yeah, these threatening phone calls, kind of like Keith Gray on Melrose Place calling Alice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, can- you freaks with your powers, you stupid whore. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, there's another call from the shop, huh? <laughs> Why do they keep calling me a whore? I don't know. I know. Now they're talking about whore powers. I don't know. Uh, we do see uh, Charlie uh, because it's kind of weird that it's a little bit of a fake out because like in the whatever airport, she kind of lets it loose like, oh, my God, I hurt mommy. So you're like, oh, she killed her mother. That's kind of cool. Right. Yeah, but uh, cool. they don't they don't go there. Uh, basically, in the flashback. You see her, she, I don't know, she lights her oven mitts on fire. You know, that's, that's yeah. fun. They're doing like these tests, which is another thing. It's like you're encouraging your kid, this young child, to start fires with their mind with a piece of toast. And then we're all upset when the oven mitts catch on fire. But that's why you need like more of a setup for this. Because it's like, what is the discussion about? Oh, well, honey, if we train her, you know, she can control them. And because that's obviously what he's trying to do yes, here. But sure. like. You don't have any of that fucking setup. It's just like, you know, uh, uh, just an. Ep- it looks like an episode of a fucking like '80s sitcom. It's just a family in a kitchen. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, and she and she's like toasting uh, a piece of bread with her mind is the idea. Well, that with the laugh track would be great when when the oven <laughs> oven mitts go up. Totally, know? and like he's running Charlie. to the sink. <laughs> the bread's on fire, and he has to like run to the sink and put it out. And the audience is just going crazy, and then they find the mother in the closet. Like, well, that's an odd turn for small wonder. <laughs> you get the you get the audience gasp. <gasps> it would have small a lot. wonder. Uh, there was a robot. There was a little robot girl. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a robot girl, huh? Some inventor pervert invents a little robot girl that's like their maid, but also their daughter. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I just have, I made a tiny 12 year old robot girl and nothing. Totally Thankfully, we don't have to do that these days anymore. They can just get an, an anime body pillow to lay with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cheaper uh, for sure. In the airport, it's it's an interesting little scene here. She spies this like scumbag guy, uh, this like girlfriend or just hookup or whatever is like clearly pregnant, and she's like, you know, hey man, you gotta help me out here, you know. And he's like, oh, you probably slept with all sorts of guys and like being a real piece of shit. And uh, Charlie Drew Barrymore like sets this dude's shoes on fire. Pretty awesome. Yeah, not and bad. This is- this is another moment where you're just kind of like, what exactly does this movie want to do? Because it's like, 
it's kind of it's it's kind of interesting here because they have to keep moving. Like they just want to like they have to do that thing with the quarters uh, in the phone. Yeah. Oh, they make yeah. Right. They the the phone spits uh, out quarters so they can which, afford a hotel sh- room. He should have done was do the um like oh the 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 one dollar bill is actually five hundred dollars or a hundred dollars and do that with a cashier. Oh, no, no, yes. I gave you, I handed you a hundred. Yeah, exactly. And then it's yeah. real money that you don't have to do mind money with. You know. Well, I mean that's the thing too is you have to get quarters and shit. And I mean like I don't know now you're paid for a a how much you're gonna get out of a telephone like forty bucks. You know yeah. like yeah. I'll tell you this right now, man. A dude that looks like David Keith right here goes to a fucking seedy motel with a little girl and uh-huh. pays for a room in quarters. <laughs> that guy at the hotel is immediately calling the police. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You got to uh, shell out for the Hyatt at least, I think, at that point. <laughs> uh, well, the, the, so this should be a, a really tense and like awe-inspiring scene when like the 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 little military brackets his shoes set on fire uh-huh. and like because it's the first time we're seeing her really let her like stuff go like right. and do something yeah. but rather than actually like let you sit in the awe of it he like goes into the toilet and fucking yep. puts his feet in turns directly to the camera like can you believe it, folks? <laughs> well, he Dude, does, it is he, a bad fucking reaction. Yeah, it's like a joke line at the end because like yeah. this guy, this, the police guy, is like, "Hey, freeze!" He's like, "Mind if I put out my feet first? And the studio audience goes crazy. <laughs> and it's still like the better part of this movie, and the whole movie should have been them going cross country on on a road trip or whatever. Yep. Because at the end, we're trying to get to the New York Times to blow the lid on everything, and it feels like kind of an afterthought oh yeah the whole we're gonna take these dudes down by telling the media also how laughable is that today right mm-hmm. that wouldn't work now oh no dude i'm sure fucking ross do that would have some fucking <laughs> opinion column about how the shop is the fucking greatest treasure to american society or something and john rainbird simply needed women young women and that's okay you know men don't have purpose anymore they don't have a place to go so we have to bring back a bigger shop a, a more extensive shop so that men can feel manly again all john rainbird as a man wants to do is take this little girl's powers with him into the afterlife is that so bad yeah. is that so bad uh clickety clack native mysticism <laughs> uh-huh. oh we will get to that because yeah so uh, we're mentioning george c scott plays i guess a native american character in this John Rainbird. Yes. It is truly something. They're giving him like a ponytail. I mean, and that appears to be about it. But and Jesus, there's, I, think they're dark. I think he's a little tanner than normal, is my Do you guess. think so? I think Ooh. a touch. I think a touch. That, you know, Yikes. Might be the California sun, but yeah. It, they're calling it, I think there's something to it. And I mean, he's got like this this one bad eye, which I find out which is kind of funny. Like later in the movie, he puts on an eye patch. Oh right, uh, it's because he got a fucking he got like infected from the shitty contact they gave him. <laughs> that that right there, Steve. That, that story sucks. tells you fucking everything you need to know about this production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was just that. Uh, by the way, Dino De Laurentiis, so you know there was money problems. Uh, <laughs> it was just yeah. like. A scuzzy, gross North Carolina production, and George C. Scott got a fucking eye infection. <laughs> but yeah, like, there you go. That's the movie. And then Dino De Laurentiis, once he lands in the United States, tells the uh, cashier, "No, I actually gave you a hundred. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta try to fucking get this movie made." Dino, I have these fucking contacts burning my eyes. Don't worry, I'll just use some mind money. <laughs> no, I gave you. Give me the real. Give me the real fucking dollars, Dino. I'm playing a what? 
get that shit off of me. Uh. Which is so fucking funny because like, ha, it does not matter nope. that this character is Native American, man. So like, just call him John Davidson. And, he, yes. you know, if you really need him to have the ponytail, fine. Because I'll <laughs> tell you what. George C. Scott does kind of look badass with a ponytail. Yes. But he doesn't need to be Native American. What the fuck were you thinking? You could even keep the threads and make him a Nugent-pilled motherfucker. Exactly. Whatever you like. Just make him a dude upset, like a very clearly, like make it a real clear thing. He's a white guy that is obsessed with Native mysticism, et cetera, et cetera. Right. The The Ted Nugent angle makes perfect sense because both this character and Ted Nugent are child molesters. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo, or, bango. Yeah. I mean, I guess this character, I don't know. I mean, Ebert had that reading. We watched the Siskel and Ebert at the movies prior to yeah. recording this. And Ebert does mention that this character seems to be a child molester. And that seems where it was going when we get there, folks, when he's like, I need the kid. You got to give me the kid afterwards. Yes. For yeah. disposal. She. She needs uh-huh. to be disposed of. Right. He also definitely says, because the move that he has in this movie is this fucking fatal karate chop to your <sighs> nose and knocking the cartilage into your brain move. It, rule, oh, it rules. We loved and it he, at the time. We loved oh, yeah. doing this shit. But he fucking tells Martin Sheen that he wants to do that to this girl. <laughs> like, yes. this is this is a completely different. It's a character from a completely different movie. Yeah, right. he's gonna he's gonna smash her nose in with his hand and put it in the so pieces of you know bone go into her brain and cartilage, and then he can maybe just maybe absorb her fire powers for the afterlife. Yeah. What is he planning for the afterlife? He's gonna be some big flame. Well, warrior? It, they're gonna yeah, he's gonna get to the afterlife, and everyone's like, oh, hey, John Rainbow. Like it's gonna be like a, a you know kind of a. Hey, what do you call it there? Like a, a high school reunion. Like, oh, so what have you been up to? I don't know, maybe firepowers. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, eaten about 50 souls so far. Uh, John, John, you can stop trying to flame at us. Uh, we're all, we're dead as well, okay? Just, <laughs> we're you all know, ghosts here. Doesn't yeah, really work. Yeah, but I'm firepowers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's a nice party trick. Maybe maybe when the ball drops at midnight, we'll, we'll <laughs> get that out. <laughs> oh, man. Uh so uh, they they're you know on the run or whatever. There's a weird like he almost gets hit by a truck because he falls down a hill like onto the side of a highway. Clickety clack. What's yes. scarier than a truck? Clickety clack. <laughs> Trucks are scary, right? What was the uh, pet cemetery has a killer truck as well? Oh, yeah. but obviously maximum, maximum overdrive. Yeah, yeah it's, but, it's, he's he. What does he find scarier? Uh, Trucks or clowns? You think? <laughs> Ooh, trucks. <laughs> Man. Or a truck with a little clown face on oh, it. Oh, right. Or a clown driving a truck. At the <laughs> time, sobriety, I believe. <laughs> but this yeah, truck running is, out of coke. Not, is not going to stop. It, it might no, as well yes. be a maximum overdrive vehicle. I just love <laughs> the notion of truck drivers saying, Mm-mm, this, Mm-mm. this core's got to get there. Can't make it. Can't make it. <laughs> nope. The brake would just hurt everybody. It's just like you're seeing, a, uh, not just even a guy, but a guy and a little girl in your fucking crosshairs like, nope, I got to get there. Got to be there uh, on Tuesday. Hey, I'm honking. <laughs> I'm honking. <laughs> well, officer, uh, I honked an awful lot before I <laughs> mowed them down. So. Oh, well, that's totally understandable then. <laughs> Drag their body through three states. <laughs> uh, also, in, in the flashback with the toast, it, it does kind of continue. Um while they're at this, he's sort of like trying to get some rest at this hotel that they get into. Um, and part of the other, the, the other part of the flashback is him coming home 
and uh, he finds Heather Locklear like dead in a closet. Uh, the house has been, you know, gone through or whatever. Quick question: What is it? Is her underwear in her mouth? What is going on there? Like, yeah, he pulls something out of her mouth, and I was really confused as to what it was. I completely forgot about that until you said it just now because they never go yeah. back to it in any way. Yeah, I think it might be. Which is just, it's an odd turn for Firestarter. Like, what? why is this? So the shop wants to get these people because they have superpowers and wants to control them. I have an idea. Let's kill and possibly even sexually assault his wife. That'll get him on our good graces. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, and this is like the shop dude. You see him. He like chloroforms Drew Barrymore right here. Yes. And then like. Uh, Andy comes out into the driveway and there's a little bit of a face off and he just tells these dudes you're blind. Love that. Yeah. And these fucking agents just start like screaming and like falling on the ground and they can't see or whatever. <laughs> Fuck that. Stop their heart. Just yes. got, yeah. b- b- bullshit. Or make them, Blindness. you know, you got these mind powers. You can do anything. You can have a lot yeah. of fun with it. Take it for a walk. <laughs> like uh, you, uh, you guys bite each other's testicles off, you know? <laughs> And or just like uh, you're impotent for the rest of your life, right? Just like it's all, never going to work for you. <laughs> it's just ne- just never. Like, I'm always thinking slightly in the back of my mind that uh, guy from the shop. Your dick don't work, so <laughs> therefore it'll never get up. Uh, we sorry, have, we- baby. It's that guy with the fucking mind powers again. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Uh, we do have a scene where Toby Jones' dad is telling Martin Sheen and George C. Scott like the statistics from the experiment, and apparently, eight out of the ten subjects uh, have either died or committed suicide at this point. Yeah, real back to formula shit here, folks. Well, he yeah. comes in and because basically you you meet Martin Sheen again a little too late in the movie. I think uh, you meet Martin Sheen, yeah, and uh, John Rainbird, uh, George C. Scott, like. George Scott has wrapped up some other black ops thing. It's like, what happened in Venice? It's like, we're okay. You know? Like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that, too. And it, is it sinking? <laughs> 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 and this doctor does what you should never do when you're in black ops is go in and threaten your superior. You know? Yep. You just, you know, yep. <laughs> you just don't do it, folks. You just, if you're going to go above his head, just go above his head. You know what I mean? Don't threaten that you're going to because you're going to get fucking murdered. Yep. Yep. And you just can imagine these people being like, ha, fuck. Okay, we need an evil government type. Fuck, what did the last guy do? Martin Sheen? Okay, let's do Martin Sheen. Yeah, let's yeah, get him back. Let's, let's just not think of anything fucking original at all. Let's just like, fucking what did, do it again. What did the last guy do? It's great. Well, it's kind of it's like, all right, we want like a, you know, a Martin Sheen in the dead zone type. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, why don't we just call him? We're going to call him? <laughs> well, you know what? If he's, The worst that can happen is he says no. <laughs> Look, you're not a senator technically in this movie. What right. you are is a, uh, what is it? Managerial type. Yeah. Well, he's so. actually, uh, he. it's some sort of military. Is his name in the movie is Captain Hollister. Yes. I, 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 I guess I just didn't like everybody else who was military is very like coded as military. He read as such like a like bureaucrat to me. Yeah. Well, like well a, that's what's yeah. weird. You like, never see him in any kind of like uniform or anything. He's just wearing a suit and tie the whole time. And he's not tie, like fighting. Bicycling around the shop. And yeah, it feels very, yeah, it feels very like uh, he's someone from Yale or Harvard or something overseeing the study. But yeah, apparently he's military. And I guess this is 
maybe the Department of Defense is involved. This whole thing of like this secret agency that's like in a house like it is reminded me. Ah, I can't think of the name of the movie now, but it's another like psychic kid movie. Cassavetes has that amazing death in it. The Fury. Yes. Great this movie. movie also was giving me real The Fury vibes. Much better movie. By, oh, by oh, 100 pounds. Yeah. But uh, I love C. Scott here because he. We're gonna do the bad uh, hardcore impression the entire time, but he's really restrained this entire movie. Oh, this is like his performance in um, the Changeling for yes. the most part, just yeah. very low key. And he's just like, oh, because like, the guy, the, the scientist, like storms off, like I'll tell everybody, and then he goes, huh, excitable man, like, and he, you know, yep. he's gonna get him killed. <laughs> yep. it, it fucking rules. It's actually kind of yeah, that is a great moment because he says that, and then he looks at Martin Sheen, and Martin Sheen, like, <sighs> you just see a shot of him making eye contact mm. back with with Scott, and it's like. Yep, he's gonna fucking kill that guy. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And boy, does he! <laughs> he goes, he goes to his house. I think he has a reed from a tree and is like fucking with his nose a little bit while he's sleeping. Oh, and- tickle, 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 <laughs> tickle, tickle, tickle. Uchiko, uchiko, uchiko. I got your nose, and I want to smash it. Uh, you know, I really want to try to try this with children. It seems like that's kind of what I should be doing with those these lines. <laughs> this is more of practice for the children, really. <laughs> He like shaves him fully in his sleep, tries to make him look younger. <laughs> oh God! Could you put on a nighty of some sort here? Oh yeah. Um. So they're like walking down the road, doing some hitchhiking here. Andy and Charlie is, and um, we meet Art Carney comes into the movie as Irv Manders driving this truck, uh, offers to give them yes. a ride because they're going to Knoxville. But then he's like. Oh, do you want to come over to my house for lunch or something? Because well, they're doing like a bad, like, oh, my mom just gave birth. We have to get to Knoxville immediately. Right. right. Yes. And they said like, oh, yeah, she's got a baby brother named Andy that just got born. What do you think of the name, Andy? It's a corker. <laughs> now, let's get you back to my house. And Ma can't. I mean, my wife, uh, my wife could help you, uh, you know, clean you up a little bit. You see that? my wife's cork and wreck. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean Ma Kent. I meant Norma. <laughs> and this is the thing we did in the '80s. I think we do it less now, which is a very good thing. It's just telling, oh, just tell little girls how pretty they are. Oh, this what the <laughs> prettiest little girl I've ever seen. Oh, what a what a pretty little girl you got it's there. So fucking gross. But it's back so- then, man, I mean, oh, yeah. I think one in you know every other person was like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> they kind of were. It's always like, oh, I wish I could take her home and marry her, you pretty little girl. <laughs> Wear your like- face or whatever. It's a corker. <laughs> <laughs> and I would support anybody who would legislate for me to be able to marry you, little child. <laughs> yes, that's, we should have a commitment ceremony when you come over to my house for lunch today. What a corking idea. I could technically be your quote-unquote husband until you find your real husband. <laughs> God. But yeah, no, he is kind of like a libertarian nutcase the way he confronts the <laughs> oh, government big time. in this, which, I love which this is kind of cool. He takes her home uh, to his, I mean, speaking of child bride, Louise Fletcher, I mean, Art Cardi and Louise <laughs> Fletcher, who put these two together? He's like I, you 70 know, years older than her. It took me a while. I was like, oh, that's that's his caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> He's paying that woman. I mean, I guess because like Louise Fletcher is like just over 50 and Art Carney's 90 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, same, it's- same diff, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty age inappropriate. Uh, maybe, maybe it's a second wife situation. Oh, d- nice! I like that. This like his, his first wife dropped dead taking care of those chickens. <laughs> mm. Get a nice young one. Show I married her younger sister. 
Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. You, you move know. down the rank. <laughs> it's it's some bad naming here though, because the the family name here is Manders, mm-hmm. and her name is Norma. So you got to say Norma Manders. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, clickety clack. We're uh, <laughs> just keep uh, moving, keep moving. We got another book too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> at at lunch or whatever. Charlie sort of accidentally says something to the effect of, oh, my mom used to always say that. And then it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, she says that now because she's still alive. And <laughs> now, Art Carney, like, it gets hip immediately, but so does Louise Fletcher, who, by the way, is fucking furious that he brought these people of home. Of course, oh, you yeah. fucking bring a drifter into my house, dude. Now I gotta make <laughs> them lunch. Yeah, and she's doing all these disgusting table burps. How do you know that that's his daughter? Huh? huh? Well, that's father. That- that's the best part. So he goes out and then like uh, Art Carney's like, hey, you want a beer? Uh, Andy, uh, that's your real name, isn't it? He's like, yeah, it is. And he's like, do you uh, snatch that girl? Like, could you just ask? And, he's, and he tells him this whole crazy story. But like, I don't know. If you think someone kidnapped someone, don't ask them. Call the police. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You just you get him that beer. Uh-huh. You don't let him know, you know, that you're hip to what's going on. And then it's like. Oh, uh, hey, I uh, gotta go take a leak. I'll be right back. Exactly. And, you, and I know he doesn't talk like that. I'm doing his honeymooners voice, but whatever. Uh, but this is you, like, and then you, you you slink off and you call the authorities. I feel like you didn't even need those flashbacks. We're just telling Art Carney the plot of the movie here. Yes. We're stopping. Yeah, we're, right. stop, we're pulling well, over again to explain what's happening. Yeah, yeah, Eric, don't worry. It's just to make sure everybody's all you stupid idiots in the audience. Do you remember what happened <laughs> yeah. 25 well, minutes ago? If the, if this was just like it seemed like this drifter family, and he's just telling this story, yes. and we don't get these flashbacks. It might be like who. Who do, who do you believe? It might be a little more compelling. Yes. Mm-hmm. As opposed to seeing the... Exactly. God, it's so fucking dumb. Uh, and But sure enough, the shop is on their way. And Charlie also has premonition powers that don't come into play much. But Boy, only- it, is, uh, it is convenient when that power goes <laughs> in and out because uh-huh. she senses like the shop coming from way down the road. She's like, oh, they're coming. They're going to be here soon, blah, blah, blah. And she's correct, yet she cannot sense later in the movie when she's walking out of the their little cabin, lake house, safe yeah. house thing, yeah. and George C. Scott is 20 feet away in a tree and assassinates did, him. No, did, like, did George C. Scott, like, uh, push the brains in of someone that had, like, uh, oh, yeah, they got the cloaking powers. They, you know. <laughs> oh, he's absorbing. He's like Mega Man. Like, once he defeats somebody, he absorbs their power. Uh, I got it. Now, after this guy, I'm going to take on Woodman, Windman, and the rest of them. Fuck you, Catman! Dr. Wiley, definitely at the shop. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, totally, totally. George C. Scott would have made a great Dr. Wiley, sadly. Oh, yeah. Go oh. get him, Top Man! <laughs> Top man. <laughs> Top man is great for a lot of reasons. Fireman, flame man, cinder man. How many fires do we got? We gotta get a lot more in here. Wait, so Top Man just he's just a top? That's all he does? Well, that's not very good. I mean, that's fantastic for him, but why? Why? Does it, does it hurt them? <laughs> or is it just for fun? I'm gonna, I'm, kill, I'm gonna kill him and be a top in the afterlife. <laughs> I, would, I mean, I thought I thought he was gonna spin around like a top. No, he just he just tops people. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> Now, right. made like <laughs> 13, 13 of those games. I guess you got to run out of ideas. Top man. You know, he just he fucks him. All right. He's, he, he's never a bottom. Okay. All right. 
Batman. All right, so back to Cut Man, Blade Man, Knife Man, Machete Man, Scissor Man. <laughs> oh, fuck! First Man! What the fuck's a first? Oh, man, he goes both ways! God damn it! I'm going to invent a, ta- a power bottom, man. <laughs> he just... Oh, let me get it straight. <laughs> he just fucks him? <laughs> kind of thing is that for a children's game see this is what i want him being pitched to do this movie and him reacting to yeah. these ideas <laughs> i mean everybody, everything else makes sense they're, you know they're, they're exciting fire cutting uh, running around fucking he's just <laughs> he's got a dog he helps him jump it's adorable there's other thing he just he just fucks people what? You, you you ride the dog literally or the other way the dog turns into a boat. <laughs> this other thing just fucks people. It just fucks people. He's Top Man, dude. I love top it. Man. Uh, <laughs> exit only with Top Man, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I I really want to play Mega Man after we're oh, done of course. recording. <laughs> oh, why? You want to be fucking frustrated? Yes. Yeah. They're pretty difficult. Well, I'll tell you what, because I've been playing the new-ish, newest, whatever, um... Smash Brothers, I've been getting back into it. Mm-hmm. It's fun as fuck to play as Mega Man, but then I was like, I wonder what, like, how far Mega Man games have come. Like, oh, yeah. what, has there been like a newish Mega oh, Man yeah. game? There was, I think there was one for Switch specifically. Oh. Huh. I think it was Mega Man X or something like I forget. Uh, top, but there, top Man in it? Or, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's around. He's people. <laughs> <laughs> he he just fucks people in this game. <laughs> Yeah, it's rated X, the uh, yes. the game. <laughs> Top oh, Man, the first, Top Man. The, the first Mega Man to be rated X. Top Man's catchphrase is, I didn't take it out for air. Dude, dude just, you know, <laughs> it's what he's always looking for. He's looking for it. Uh, but yeah, so, big the, standoff here. Yeah, this is your first of two great, pretty great standoffs. Uh, the second one, much better than this. But basically, Char- like, you know, Dad is just like, listen... You're gonna. I know that I keep telling you not to burn people, but this time around, <laughs> you know, these people are asking for it. These uh, these people right here, they uh, killed your mother. Go get them. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with this. Yeah, yeah, fuck them. Honestly. I mean, that's it, it. It is what's going on here. He's yeah. like sicking her on them, yeah. which is fucking which, great. You know, like, you got to open do it up. Totally, you definitely have to do it. I mean, that's the thing is when in earlier when she's like, no stealing. I'm like, I, 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 if I'm David Keith, I'm like, I'm going to have you burn at least 20 people to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the quarters are the least of your problems right <laughs> we're now. We're stealing. We're got stealing. got a kid honey. and she's loaded. <laughs> yeah. We're stealing souls later. We're just stealing quarters right now. Because and Art Cardi didn't believe the story that David Keith gave him. And then he starts seeing this is like, holy shit, you know, kind of. Oh, my God. He also sees the because she starts like freaking out in the kitchen. Right. Cool effect here. Yes. You get the butter melting on the table. Yes. And I love Art Carney going outside with a gun. His his like his duck hunt his deer hunting rifle to try to get rid of these fucking government men. They're trespassing. <sighs> oh, dude. Yeah. He's doing a lot of get off my property. Yeah. And the whole thing is like, you know. Get off your trespassing, get off my land unless you have a warrant. We don't need a warrant. You do unless I woke up in Russia this morning. Of course. Oh, yep. And Louise Fletcher is just like, so you brought these freaks to our house. The government's (laughs) trying to get them out. And now you're willing to lay down your life for these dangerous loner freaks. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. If it means I can turn a gun against the, my own country. <laughs> Absolutely. I, he didn't laugh at me when I when I said Reagan is God. He didn't. He just, just spit in my face. Oh, I like him. 
Uh, you know, honey, it wasn't more than 45 minutes ago. I was just planning to make bologna sandwiches for two. <laughs> and now there is an armed standoff on my front lawn. Thanks so much for bringing these drifters home. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't just help the secret police. Okay, that's, Norma. That's, I'm not going to be a good Nazi, which is. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is incredible how fast this dude turns mm-hmm. in favor of helping them with <laughs> like almost no evidence. He's our son, Norma. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, that'd be great. He's just totally delusional, too, on top of it all. He's got dementia, yeah. Our son was killed in Vietnam, Arthur. Oh, He's hold on. I, I heard this man's got dementia. That seems like potentially a superpower I might need in the afterlife. <laughs> Let me crush his head in. He's going to karate chop this old man's nose. Yeah, that was the most offensive Mega Man character. <laughs> dementia Man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just always like walking around confused Mega Man like couldn't even fight him Yeah he shuffles around the apartment If you get him outside suddenly you're lost Sorry <laughs> it's, it's bad It's sad it's really sad Because then he's always like are we together Mega Man's like no we're mortal enemies You, you remember that right oh, come on. <laughs> We hate each other No, no. I, I killed your best friend Top Man Yeah this is how you turn Mega Man into Death Stranding just like walking with dementia man through the fucking afterworld being like no no we're we're mortal enemies we we hate each other and i want to take your power i don't know why you make that into some like story you know very story heavy kind of video game yeah that could be a nice little offshoot yeah, yeah. mega no, man and D- dementia man literally nobody would play it but it would be funny <laughs> to come out it would really make me laugh Oh, uh, so whatever, you know, she kicks into high gear here and it is fucking fabulous watching all these agents get cooked up and blown up. You know what it kind of reminded me of? Actually, oh, the, yeah, this must be a kind of a reference in the, one of the best movies ever made, X-Men 2, X-Men United. Uh, <laughs> when they get at the at the Drake's house, they get pulled over and Pyro starts burning up all these agents. Kind of very similar like, oh, on the wow. porch, the whole thing. It's almost it's a very, very, very similar. Well, I, mm. you know, I really don't even remember that scene in X2 and it's been so long, but this, it's good. I love seeing yes. dudes in, fi- in like engulfed in flames, stunt performers, obviously just running around. It's great. It's kind of incredible on the, uh, cause I think all the pyro stuff in this movie is pretty awesome. Absolutely. Yep. On the, the, the episode of at the movies, boy, Gene Siskel unimpressed with the fucking effects. And he's like, you see a guy engulfed in flames and boy. You could see the flame mask he had over his head, preventing him yeah. from certain death. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. come on, Cisco, why don't we suspend disbelief a little bit here, man? It's still a person on fire. You know, back in the golden days, Luis Manuel would just set a man on fire <laughs> and would film it. And he would think that, you know, that's that's filmmaking. That's cinema. I paid six dollars that I want to watch a man burn to death. And uh, Raj, <laughs> they didn't let me do it. They didn't God. let me do it, Raj. Remember when the movies used to have a body count, an actual <laughs> body count? And it does. I mean, it does all the practical stuff rules. It's really fun to look at. I think he's, I mean, Mark L. Esther is a man who is into stunts. Like Commando is a big stunt movie. He made a movie literally called Stunts with Robert yes, Forrester. Which I saw, oh. which is not that good. But No, it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah that sucks. With a name um, like that, you hope it's but at like, least exciting. And that's uh, the the HBO uh, behind the scenes thing is all about the stunts. And I, honestly, the six minutes of that thing just going through the stunt work, and I was like, this is better than the entire movie. Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was totally. like really into this. 
I do love there's a couple of times this happens in this scene. Dudes running up to a car to try to open the door and you see like dummies blow up. Oh, she's yes. blowing these cars up. Uh, Man, it's fucking great. It grade A dummy work. It happens a lot in this movie where it's like a guy is a gonna is gonna do something and then they cut and a dummy explodes. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I will never be bored of that effect. It's great. It's fantastic. It's like a quick smash cut, boom, dummy yep. explosion. It's fucking great. Uh, and then they leave. They get away, right? And they go to ch- not Castle Rock, Chimney Rock. Oh, get- oh man, that sucks. <laughs> they get away, by the way, because Art Carney is like, "Hey, take my van." And Louise Fletcher's like, "Motherfucker, <laughs> what are we gonna do? We it's don't incredible. even. We don't even have bikes. <laughs> we don't even have bikes." How are we going to get off our own property? You're elderly and I'm in my mid-50s. What the fuck? Just take our Jeep and ski-daddle. Just feel free. Thanks for stopping by for lunch, crazy drifter that ruined our lives. I guess I'll... And also, like, the weirdest part is at the end of the movie, these people are still alive. Because if the shop is the shop and, like, later on, you you see George C. Scott kill a mailman for no reason, why on earth would these people not be black bagged and murdered? Like, the... They, they, know burn, too, they, they know too much. Burn their house down. Well, yes. No, but no, 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 no. But they got to bring up Claire Kent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does make no sense, though, because like, yeah, we see the two of them at the end of the movie. They take Drew Barrymore in and, you know, presumably adopt her, take care of her, whatever. But like the last we have seen the two of them, there's like 10 charred bodies yes. on their front lawn, four exploded cars. Like, who's cleaning that is up? He just, Thank you. What, is he feeding them to the pigs or something? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. shit. Definitely the chickens are pecking at him, dude. But then Hence again, like, the name as hungry <laughs> as a pig. But like Martin Sheet gets a report like, oh, so 20 of our men are murdered at this old farmhouse. And we let the farmer live, huh? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's also interesting now. After they go to uh, the the Grand Further, what was it, what was it called? Grand Thur. Grand Thur's fucking <laughs> old uh, uh, lake house here to to hide out in, and it's like, man, the government can't even track down your next of kin's addresses, and they're not. Yes. I mean, they do eventually get there, but it just seems like a dumb place to go even though it's a beautiful yeah. lake house it is wonderful looks they, like a little uh, crystal lake esque here we get the shot of the lake mm-hmm. and the house on it and everything <laughs> there's some poor fat mailman gets fucking got yeah, by no, the, by dsi he was he did like a drop letter to the new york times or something and this is George C. Scott intercepting the mail. <laughs> oh, is that I what it is? So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did not understand that the, the, at all. There's a line that Andy has that's like, um, you know, uh, or, or Drew Barrymore says, like, well, we already sent the letter to the New York Times. And Andy says, like, what? What if it doesn't get there? Mm-hmm. Well, because it's great because he, he goes to the mailbox and some old lady rats about like he's here. He's delivering mail. And then George C. <laughs> Scott's like, got it. He, him and some other guy like have a, a car on the side of the road with a flat tire and this kindly mailman stops like what seems to be the trouble and George C. Scott just chokes this dude out with a belt man it's incredible like this whole setup like the belt choking this disgusting <sighs> leather jacket that he's wearing the whole movie Did you get a look at this thing it's oh, yeah. fucking gross it's, it's your classic long leather jacket which always sounds better in concept Yep, totally. It is a real time to get a new jacket situation. Here's the thing. thing. Uh, long leather jacket. Here's here's the test. Are you mm. skinnier or as skinny as Keanu Reeves was in The Matrix? 
Yep. If the yeah. answer is no, then you cannot wear a long leather jacket. You must be this Lorenzo Lamas to ride. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> man. If you got a bit of a gut, which I do, you're not wearing a long leather jacket. And that goes for you, Mr. C. Scott. <laughs> Before he embarks on the, the killing of the postal worker mission, um, there is a good scene where he totally, uh, it's the whole thing about like, George C. Scott agrees to go kidnap her for Martin Sheen as long as Martin Sheen gives her back to him for quote unquote disposal. Yes, this mm-hmm. is like the the deal Drake has with Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's like he called talk to the Duffer brothers, I guess. Yes, exactly. I got when you're done with her, me, Drake, obviously, will uh, take care of things. <laughs> What does Drake have to do with it? Oh, no, he apparently hits on that girl or something. A lot. Like, They've been like texting since the first season. Since she was yeah. a child. <laughs> so Drake is just a pedophile. That's yes, all. That's, that's all. No, no big deal. That's weird. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's, that's a pretty open secret. Huh. Uh, gross. So George C. Scott also, though, great kind of threatening Martin Sheen, though, basically saying like, because Martin Sheen's like, what's to stop me from just having you killed or whatever? And he's like, Oh, well, yeah, don't worry. I thought about that in the event of my death, yada, yada, all this stuff. He's basically like, if you fuck with me, like you will find out I will fuck you up from the afterlife. <laughs> well, basically, I, I, yeah, you'll be you'll be in front of a judge within a year kind of a thing. Like, yeah, which is pretty cool. But yeah, he's, it, it's a real when you're done with her, if you don't mind, like it's a you know what I mean? Are you going to finish that kind of a thing? Yep, yeah. Really gross and weird. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really gross and weird. Uh, also weird, George C. Scott climbing this tree like a fucking grizzly bear, man. <laughs> I need to, to like he- get a good like uh, vantage point to assassinate them. I am not hearing what I need to hear. I need to. <laughs> yeah. You're totally <laughs> right, dude. Get he up gets there. up this thing with silent ease. I don't think no, so. Sir. No, sir. Fucking goddamn <laughs> robins on this branch. Move it. The branches are breaking. The branches <laughs> are breaking. Uh, uh, there's the back. Uh, uh, oh boy! Oh no! This long coat's caught. This long coat's caught. <laughs> Too fat for this jacket. I knew it. Dino, I think that the, I am getting an eye infection. Dino, <laughs> an eye infection from your rotten contact. My eye hit I, a pine cone too. I do believe a bird just shit on me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, he, he should so struggle st- more up this tree. He looks so stupid in this. <laughs> he really, he a, really does. I mean, it's I think, so and, and again, he's giving a good performance, but he looks so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and then he just basically uh, murks both these, uh, both Andy and Charlie, with uh, trank darts, and it's pretty. Oh cool. yes. man! And then the yeah. army of dudes in the woods, in uh, you know, uh, fireproof suits, come out. Couldn't yeah. sense them either. Couldn't no. sense them either. It's dude, it's fucking ridiculous that they like just allowed this to happen. Like, if you're gonna have this happen, she can't sense them coming down the driveway exactly. like Carney's house. Precisely. It doesn't work yeah. both ways. Now, men, I cannot stress this enough. When you are approaching her, keep thinking, I'm a tree. <laughs> I'm a leaf. I am dirt on the ground. Just you gotta keep thinking it, or she's gonna know. All right. Men, what you need to do first is you gotta you use your use your chopping arm to break a branch, and then you you get the power of the tree, and then you believe you're a tree. And you, you yes, you must face branch man and tree man. 
and Leaf Man. There was a Woodman, right? I'm not there was a Woodman. Wood yeah. yeah. he, he threw leaves at you and sticks. That's and awesome. Shit. I Just leave that. a top man out of it, honestly. He's a, <laughs> he's a bit of a loof asshole. Afterwards, he will not call you. I mean, at this point, the Hague wants that guy. I, I, so, you know, I don't think we should be really dealing with him, even though we are a secret deadly force. I got Why don't I want him? Because he fucks you and forgets you. I got ghosted by Top Man. I keep texting him and I get nothing back. I get the three little dots and then they go away. <laughs> Which means he was thinking of talking to me, <laughs> but then decided not to. Or he knows I'm looking for the dots and he's fucking with me. Oh, you fuck me, top man. <laughs> uh, oh, so they get yeah. taken to the shop. Well, and like, this is where the movie yes. totally stops when they get to this. It looks like Mama Gump's house, actually. <laughs> it like, does. A little bit. Some yeah. fucking plantation house down there. Weird shit. Because it's visually totally uninteresting. And it's like the movie gets caught. Like, not only do they get caught, the movie <laughs> yeah. is now captured. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the movie gets captured captured by Martin Sheen. And he refuses to let it out and continue. <laughs> yeah, because he basically, like, Martin Sheen goes up to... Uh, we we meet uh, this doctor character with the greatest actor name I've ever seen. Moses Gunn. Mo- Moses Gunn. Ooh, beat, the best. beat that totally. dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, from The Killing Floor, a bunch of other movies. Mm-hmm. Fantastic he's good. actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he basically is like, I'm your new friend, Andy. You know, you and I are going to be having sessions and I want to see what you can do, basically. Like what, what you can do with your mind powers, pal. Uh, Martin Sheen, definitely not the guy to... Because he's trying to like buddy buddy up to to Drew Barrymore's character, and like clearly this guy's a scumbag, yeah. you know. And it's like he's <laughs> way too skeezy for her to fall for it. Oh, but they'll fall for it, all right, with George C. Scott as oh, yeah. the rage janitor. <laughs> Just with these close up shots. This is where the child molesting stuff. I was like, I was like, okay. The the shots of him gently touching her knee, yeah, and like you're so. Supp- I guess the thought yeah. is that like that's supposed to be like reassuring, and you're showing how like him being sensitive with her is how he is being accepted by her. But it just creeps me the fuck out the it, whole time. It's super, sure. it's super creepy. But yeah, he's trying, or the movie's trying to tell us. Even though it, the way he talked about her before sounds like she's a piece of meat. And now he's just trying to be like, oh, I'm your your friendly uncle. And I vacuum the rug every single day. <laughs> I, think, I think even like towards the end of the movie, you're supposed to feel sorry for him a little bit. Like, I think you're supposed yes. to kind of get to a point where like, oh, he did actually fall in love or like Dude. have a grandfatherly love for this girl. That, it, it's and only tethered to, to humanity, I guess we see. Yes. Yeah. The, the Kong, when he starts talking about Vietnam, that's when I, I was like, are they really trying to make him cool? Like a nice guy? I'm like, no, yes. don't you do this. No, no, oh, no. yeah, I was captured by the Kong. Donkey Kong. <laughs> he th- threw a barrel at me. <laughs> and then Diddy jumped on me. I made the mistake of letting Dementia Man lead me around. And before I knew it, we went Donkey Kong country. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's terrible, Charlie. I think I'm a- Every night I hear He made me ride a rhino with him. I bet I was in a rail car getting bananas. It was terrible. 
fall down a mining shaft <laughs> looking for bananas. Fighting alligator people after alligator people. Some of them stand up on their hind legs. It's fucking gross. <laughs> no, yeah, because he does this thing. So he, like he's like, yeah, Martin Sheen beefs it because yeah. he's just like, I oh, I'm like your dad. She's like, you're a fucking weirdo suit, gross. And you know, uh, what you call it? Like, yeah, George C. Scott disguised himself as a as a janitor, and like he kind of strikes out the first time, but then he has this idea that like if he pretends to be afraid of the dark, they can bond over that kind yeah, of a thing. It's really weird. So are they killing the power, fucking with it, or is it this storm naturally happening here? I would think huh. they killed the power because I think that they're all in on it kind of. Yeah, thing. I yeah. think yeah. so. And he's just like, oh, I was so scared in, in Donkey Kong. Country. Because he keeps on saying <laughs> the Kong instead of Viet Cong. And, yes. Uh, yeah. So he was he was captured in a, I guess, a John McCain fashion and put into a hole somewhere. Yeah. I mean, That's what spiders and they're throwing rotten rice at me. Which is probably also. Top Man isn't even there. It's probably also a lie. I feel like this guy's just full of. Yeah. Them. Yeah, probably. this guy wasn't in. Um, I mean, probably because he's fucking saying Kong. Like, wouldn't you say Charlie or at least the VC or something like that? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it eventually he like says Vietnam, but it's not like it is mostly the Kong. And then this is cutting in with scenes of them testing her. And Eric, did you notice what they call uh, her power in one point? What, 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 what do they call that? The Force. Uh, <laughs> oh. She's like. The force. We I have to we control also, the force. We also get pyrotech, pyrokinesis or something. I think. Pyrokinesis. Yeah, we pyrokinesis. Like, yeah. Here's wow. You know, I just watched a movie, and I know I'm almost forty years late. But uh, Firestarter saying the force. I'm gonna sue. <laughs> yeah, that was that came out like less than three hundred days after Revenge of the Jedi, dude. I mean, Return of the Jedi. Whatever. I had someone else make it. You know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're in trouble, man. You know, you're King sued. You know, King, you think you're hot shit. You think you know, you think you can dance with the big boys? I've got lawyers. <laughs> lawyers from the Bermuda Triangle, motherfucker. They'll kill you. They'll erase you, motherfucker. You'll be erased. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's going to be The Shining written by, you guessed it, George Lucas. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to be writing horror books about you, motherfucker, and what I do to you. <laughs> the scariest thing you ever did was fucking rip me off, asshole. <laughs> I'm a nightmare. Ooh, I'm like a Cthulhu a alien clown from outer space about to fuck your life up. You think a clown in a sewer is scary? Get ready for me in a courtroom, motherfucker. <laughs> You're going down, you fucking weird cokehead. <laughs> yeah, you're going to wish you met one of those interdimensional turtles when I'm done with you. <laughs> You've had your last orgy, weirdo, and no one's going to bury you in a pet cemetery because you ain't coming back, fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like per perhaps the greatest episode of Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> that uh, claymation show from 30 years ago. Absolutely. Dude. We would have been well. Heavy inspiration on me. Um, it's what also quickly about the Viet Cong and George C. Scott. So it's like, yeah, they uh, sent me off to Vietnam when I was 51 years old. Yeah, like, just totally. like, this dude is in his late 60s. It's 1984. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, probably, probably not. Mm -hmm. um, uh, some of these tests are cool. Like she fucking she sets this like. A bowl of wood chips on fire. She does have a cool line. She goes, "Wood chips, 
they should have given me something harder. And she fucking like slams it against the window and makes this fucking bathtub light up. That's a funny Martin Sheen thing. He's like, did you see the tub? Did you see the tub? Well, this, Look at the tub. This is when he goes full dead zone crazy voice. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's like, oh, hot yep. damn, we did it. We did it. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It's yeah. Well, the weird, the weird line there is when he's like, oh, hot diggity dog. This is so great. We're going to do this, that, and the other thing, and it's going to hold up all the way to the Supreme Court. And I was like, what's going to hold That's up all the way? Question. What the fuck are you talking about? The, the Super Soldier Act of 1986? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, like, I do, I want to get in here a little bit. I do think Drew Barrymore is kind of terrible. And I mean, like, it's a kid actor. You can tell, like, every scene, it's just, like, lied. Like, they're just feeding her lied. A couple it, of yeah. them, for sure. I think she does all right in some scenes and then not so much in others. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. And it's just kid acting and kids. I've never seen a good kid before. No, really? I, mean, I think Haley Joel Osment's excellent in uh Yeah, I guess, but you have sense. to look at it then, you know? Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> true. true. The kid in Come On, Come On is fantastic. Yeah, Woody what? Norman, man, that kid rules. Aren't all those kids older than Drew Barrymore here? That's possible. Yeah, she's very young. Possible. It's possible. Yeah, I don't know. That's I, a good call. I mean, look, I, I think that you know, she's great DT because she's just like a little seed stealer. You know what I mean? But here, like, we're right. asking an awful lot of this. Because she's like the lead, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, she fucking does another goddamn uh, Stephen King movie a year later, a previous episode of Cat, uh, Cat's Eye. That's oh, right. Yeah. And that's a better use because it's, you know, tw- 20 minutes of the movie is her. Yes. Yeah, it's also, not the whole uh, movie. Also filmed down in North Carolina, just like this movie. I mean, I I, I do kind of like the idea where she's basically doing that. She like she does need the water because the fire has to go someplace. And I think even Georgie Scott asks her like, "Why is that?" It's like, it's like "Well, could you just put it back inside?" She's like, "If I if I did, I'd burn up." It's it's kind of cool. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is also like she's starting to use these powers in these tests because George C. Scott and all these people have been saying. You can see your father if you just do it a little. And we also see her learning the power because now she says back off. She's like trying to turn it down. Well, yeah, totally. She she doesn't even really need the power at this point because this my probably my favorite scene is this first scene when Martin Sheen's flipping out like, oh, my God, we just super soldiers every which way. We're going to be so fucking we're going to be the best. We're so fucking they left the door open. (laughs) Yes, dude. They left the fucking door like the. This would be the biggest black eye for if this place existed. It leads to the funniest George C. Scott line of the movie, though, because it's yeah, it's Martin Sheen tap dancing about we're going to take this to the Supreme Court or whatever. And George C. Scott is basically like, oh, you uh, you're satisfied with yourself, are you? Yes. All in all your excitement, your assistant left the door open and the fire starter just walked out and all these fucking people in this broadcast news room <laughs> filled with fucking cameras. None of them saw it. And because Martin so Sheep was funny. tap dancing. And that's the weird thing is it doesn't go anywhere because I think even George Scott's like, who is going to be man enough to go get her? And uh, nobody says anything, but then the next thing she's just in her cage again kind of a thing. Yeah, right. But, yeah. Well, well, but before that's not, he, he puts his uh, nails over a chalkboard real quick just to, <laughs> just to stamp it there for you. And no, he, I'll, I'll catch your fire starter. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, David Keith is losing his power because they're drugging him up too much kind of a thing. So, like, he he beefs a couple of tests. He's trying to get a guy to put ink in a glass of water, and the guy's like, no, I will not do that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. fucking hilarious. 
Like just, it's just him in a room, like, all right, you're gonna do this. You could you can see your daughter if you just make this guy do this. He's like, no problem. And that's it, easy. And he's it, like, no. It seems like <laughs> they're trying to drive his power out of him basically by giving him all this medication. Yeah. Which and, he then starts not using so that he could I mean, you should have saw this coming. I mean, there oh, should be like sure. an IV drip or something. You should force this medication into this man. Or just, just kill him. Just kill him. Shoot him in yeah. the back of the head. It's over yep. with. Yes, this is what happens when you give them Wilbutrin. Yes, <laughs> this is what happens is you lose your power. Hi, Elon Musk. Are you pedophiles? <laughs> and you shouldn't like Wilbutrin. Fuck you. Yeah, I have just bought the shop now. I buy the shop and Twitter. <laughs> what a useless fucking human being. Oh, yeah. Yeah, God, absolutely. Uh, I, uh, I love yeah. uh, there's a security guard. There's one point. It's kind of useless, but it's. Uh, she's crying in her room because she misses her father, and he's crying in his room because he misses his daughter. And there's just one security guard watching both tapes, like, "Yep, everything's everything's in order." <laughs> yeah, like, I am working for a place that is on the up and up. <laughs> Everybody crying. All right, no, just write that Good. in my little notebook. So they they Martin Sheen realizes like, you know, we they finally are like, we just got to kill this guy, and they make up this fucking fake story about like, oh yeah, Andy, we're gonna take you to our fucking like dry out facility our fucking chill out tent in maui we just we're gonna get you on a helicopter to this army base and then you're gonna get to go to maui and recover quietly while we definitely don't murder you (laughs) but also like why all right so that's the thing and it's like all right we're gonna do that a week from friday like no 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 it's tonight, and we're just we're just Joe Pesci. This dude, put him in the next room. And, yep. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't put need. A lay you on don't him, need... And then you shoot him. In the head. <laughs> you don't. I don't get this. You don't need any story. Just murder him. No, but this is where I mean. Now we're really in the weeds. The movie has completely slowed down. Where we get multiple scenes of Drew Barrymore riding horses with her uncle John, this orderly <sighs> now, and it's like we're in such a lockdown facility. She can't even leave this room. But now we're. She's believing that this orderly can take her out and have these rides. You got to ride on this horse. Necromancer is his name. That's weird, right? Yeah, that, and that is no way a red flag that my horse is named Necromancer. <laughs> oh, you want to know? You want to know what Necromancer? Well, man, just it's sort of like a wizard. A wizard oh, of the dead. <laughs> I mean, if I was David Keith, uh, the, one of the first lessons I would have given uh, uh, Charlie is like, if any adult ever tries to get on your good side, run away. Exactly. Just yep. get, good get, advice. Any, any, any fucking who wants to be your friend, just be wary. Stranger danger, this and that. Also, by the way, if we're ever captured and put in a facility, everybody's in on it except me. How about that? <laughs> Even if they're nice. Even exactly. if they're nice to you. Oh, wait, hold up a little bit, Charlie. There, I, I just realized in the afterlife we might all turn into horses. So I'm going to bash <laughs> this horse's brains in <laughs> to gain its powers. I'm going to eat its brains just to, to be safe. Ah, you didn't think I would have horse powers in the afterlife, did you? I, I don't know, man. We're just all like sitting on clouds. Could you stop being an asshole? I'm yeah. A, <laughs> what do you think about my horse powers, top man? I'm a centaur. <laughs> it started at top man, and he's just been like trying to like impress him ever since by gaining all these other people. I see. Got it. Yeah. Hey, top man, why won't you text me back? I get a lengthy text here about the horse power I also just acquired. You've met your latest nemesis, horse man. Hey, top man. Hope you're well. Not trying to creep into your DMs or anything. <laughs> just killed a horse. Have, now I have horse powers. 
Uh, if you want to meet up for coffee and talk about it. Fuck, yeah. that was too strong. That came out too strong. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Uh, you know what? Let me just send him a dick pic of my horse cock I got for my horse powers. <laughs> you know, you looked good. You you were looking good on that vacation you took with you. Is that your boyfriend? <laughs> who Who is this guy? You know, this, this rest of my afternoon, Charlie, I'm going to be uh, in an Instagram hole. So why don't you go, <laughs> go back to the stables on your own? Ah, looks like he looked like a little fancy boy went to Vassar, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Not wearing much on vacation. <laughs> Sleeping in the same bed, huh? Well, whatever. Well, that beach looks nice. You know who likes beaches? Me. Oh, fuck. I accidentally liked a picture from three years ago. Shit, 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 <laughs> shit. Got to delete my account. I should have been on my dupe. What am I doing? <laughs> Fucked it up again. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, whatever. There's like another test. She lights a bunch of fucking cinder blocks on fire. That's truly something. It's pretty uh, cool. It's, I mean, it, it, it is it, pretty it, cool. It, and then like, she's like, oh, next time I need more water. She's got this cool, like, they get her like an ice sculpture next to this cinder block wall. Yeah, this was pretty awesome, dude. All this shit like melts immediately and the water's boiling and All steams everywhere. Practical stuff looks cool. You know what it I mean? Does. Like, it, it totally does. does. I bet you right. this new movie is not going to have a lick of it. I, I don't think so. And uh, Moses Gunn does uh, something very nice. He tells you what's going to happen in the movie. He's <laughs> he, he's like, now, yes, we have control here and everything. But if she were ever to see her, her father again, you don't know what could happen. Yeah. And then you're like 20 minutes later because she saw her fucking, fucking father. There. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, it's fucking over. Thank great. Um, but yeah, so Martin Sheen, I guess to like this fucking dramatic setup of taking him to Maui, like they're going for a walk and he's like telling him about the helicopter is going to come get you or whatever. And of course, Andy has uh, stopped taking his medication secretly. So he's able to mind dominate uh, Martin Sheen at this point. He, and, does, you know, he does a little what we did in the shadows. Like, why? I didn't know you like to eat the worms because he's just like, oh, right. Because he's like, <laughs> oh, it's a uh, weird. You're holding. He's like just holding a leaf. He's like. That snake's gonna bite you. It's like, ah, snake, a snake. It's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> Oh man, it's fucking pretty great. Uh, there. Oh, there's also a, so he's telling you know he's like, all right, you're gonna do this and that, blah blah blah. And Martin Sheen tries to break free of the mental hold because he sees a security guard walking by, and he just gets out like, hey, David, and then like Andy gets him in control again and makes it just look like he's waving to this guy, <laughs> and you can see the security guard on the other end be like. Yeah, all right, Colonel, whatever the fuck. You're just <laughs> waving at me. You're a total douchebag to work for. Thanks, man. All right. Hi. <laughs> Why is my boss waving at me like that? Uh-huh. It's pretty awesome. Um, so the whole thing is like, tell, you know, get a message to my daughter. We're going to meet. Tell her to meet me at the stables at 8 p.m. And then there's like this other like. So he tells Martin Sheen to set this up. So I think it's Martin Sheen sends this other security guard, this guy, Mike, <laughs> yes. to, like, take her and bring her down or whatever. Um, well, the, the dumb thing is because like, once he, he gives her a nice note, this is, you know, hey, Charlie, it's me, your dad. Just an FYI, I'm going to secretly take you out of this facility. He forgot to say, P.S., if you've made any friends, don't tell them about this. <laughs> totally. Yep, exactly. Because she immediately goes and tells George C. Scott, like, guess what? Uncle John or whatever the fuck. Like, my dad's going to get us out of here. He found a way to escape. Do you want to come with us? Well, it's not top man, but uh, <laughs> it'll do. Well, he does. I, I do kind of love his performance here as like nice Uncle John. Like, wow, that's super swell. You're going to 
trick all these dummies at this facility that I also absolutely work for. Uh, <laughs> 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 and you think your nose is not going to go into your brain. And that's just beautiful that you think that. <laughs> um. So they, whatever, they get to the fucking barn and George C. Scott is like hiding up in the rafters, like getting ready to, to shoot them or whatever. In comes Andy with uh, Martin Sheen sort of in tow right here. Uh, and dude, if fucking like things go tits up here immediately, George C. Scott fucking shoots Martin Sheen right in the head. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, it's like, great. Yeah. Cause there's a brief mind power of like, hey, Martin Sheen, shoot at, uh, yes. you know, Rainbird. And also, like, I don't know, Rainbird, if you're, I mean, obviously you can't really control the situation because that's where the meat's going to be, but you have to be like, I, I am surrounded by hay right now. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not totally. exactly. Uh, a bunch of oily rags next to me, too. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, this is where they store the gasoline, huh? Wow. <laughs> I, technically, I should be fine. I killed a water guy the other month. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to, like, convince her not to fucking use the firepower. And he's like, if you do, you're going to burn up a whole lot of horses in here. <laughs> my, buddy, my buddy Necromancer is wants to see his wife tonight. You don't want to make this the set of a David Milch TV show, do you? Uh, my oh my. Uh, but yeah, so he gets shot. Uh, Martin Sheen gets shot in the head. And then uh, George C. Scott shoots David Keith right in the neck. Ooh, nice. yeah, it's a good one. Mm -hmm. And this is, I, I kind of love David Keith instead of being like, you know what? Just survive, uh, baby. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just or no. like find a way to, to live a normal life. It's like, burn these fuckers to the like it's yes, just, it's totally with my dying breath avenge me you kill anyone who gets in your way burn it all down so they can't yeah, yeah so they can't do this again to someone else and my god the ensuing chaos well first of all george c scott gets lit up oh yeah she, Ooh, that's great she does the full midsummer on these people like it's a fucking <laughs> insensitive boyfriend in there well because you see you you do have some good wire work too because when george c scott gets lit up they fucking pull the body so it goes flying into the barn door Ooh. his last line because he's like look at me charlie i need to see your eyes when i fucking take your life or your superpowers <laughs> and she just burns him up but his last lines are i love you charlie as he's burning yes. oh yeah oh <laughs> disgusting pretty disgusting i'm hard as a rock charlie ah! <laughs> i loved you she starts like because he fires a gun and she blows up the bullet like mid shot and like right. then from then on out she's like literally bulletproof she's just making these bullets pop left and right from these guys guns oh it's yeah. crazy it's it, yeah she blows up his bullet when he shoots it at her and then like yeah it's it's a cool effect and yet yeah, now we're doing and this we get these fucking fireballs which rule yeah, which yes. are just like it's like something something it's it's a literally a ball of fire on a wire that kind of just goes from here to there it's like a it's like a cannonball that's on fire yes and what's weird is like you never see it from like facing drew barrymore but definitely in one shot the way they angled the fireball coming away from the little person stunt person mm -hmm. it looks like these things are supposed to be like emanating from her face 
So she's doing. Remember in uh, Mortal Kombat two when Shang Tsung's power was like those flaming skulls he could shoot at you. Yeah, oh, yeah. like that's what it fucking looked like, man. Like <laughs> she's just throwing like skulls out of her own face. And she fucking lights up Moses' gun in this golf cart, trying oh my very God. just slowly putt putt in the way. <laughs> and that's because he's like, uh oh, oh shit, the shit's hitting the fan. Let me get in the slowest conveyance possible. <laughs> And there's been one agent that's sort of, we don't get a name, I don't think, but he's been around, get a lot of screen time. He does look like a very young, beardless Levon Helm. Mm -hmm. And like this dude, he gets it. She fucking launches this dude. The corpse goes, like the flaming corpse goes flying up into a tree. Holy shit. Well, because he's the guy, like it's. The first guy that shoots at Superman, you're like, oh, he didn't know. You know what I mean? But like yep, yep. every guy after that needs to be like, <laughs> it don't work. He sees all these dudes firing at at this little girl. And he's like, I'm the guy whose bullet's going to work. Like, no, dude, it's been nope. established. She's too mm-hmm. hot to shoot with a bullet. And now I didn't see notice him, obviously, but uh, one of these faceless dudes, I don't know which scene, maybe it was the earlier one, but Dick Warlock is in this movie as one of these right. dudes. Ooh, and so is George yeah. P. Wilbur as well. They're both. Oh, weird. Both of the shapes are just, I mean, I mean, they were just total. Stunt, they're just stuntmen. You know? Yeah. Well, no, but sure. I mean, that's the imprint of Carpenter, man. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? Maybe they would already hired before Carpenter got fired or something. Yeah. They stayed on after he left. I mean. It's just it's it's nice to see Dick Warlock and that and uh, the other shape. Getting, Wilbur, getting yeah, work. totally. Yeah, um, she blows up a fucking helicopter in midair. That's pretty awesome. And yeah, I mean, and they're she's just burning up this house. They and the IMDb incorrectly uh, notes that uh, Heather Locklear is the only female casualty. No way. I mean, in no, you've seen a lot of female technicians, and that house is burning. You're hearing yep. women scream as much as men, like. She burns them all. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. And for sure, when she goes back to Mom, Pa, Kent, Louise Fletcher's having a heart attack when this man agrees to take care of her <laughs> after all of this. She's dead. She's gone. You'll be safe now, Charlie. And like, it's just, yeah, the fucking last shot of the movie is just Art Carney taking her into this fake New York Times <laughs> office building. It looks, it looks like the, the New York Times office that would be at a mall. Like if there was, <laughs> yes. like it's just it's just like a really small door that says New York Times over it and ice cream, <laughs> and it's pointedly just him at the at the girl, Louise Fletcher. Oh, yep, she's either dead or she left him for good, and he's on his he's working on wife number three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am not driving from Virginia where this movie is set uh, up to fucking New York City, so you can bring. This weird psycho oh. girl to the newspaper. Oh, oh, you want you want to drive her? You want to drive her to New York with what motherfucker? <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> True. We have not replaced the jeep that you gave that guy. You're gonna take uh. a stroll to New York, and I guess since it's only like a you know it's like a decade or less after Watergate, we suddenly feel like oh yeah, yeah. you know the newspapers can make everything right in the world. Yeah, totally. Just gotta tell the newspaper and they'll fix everything. Yeah. Way. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, government agents cruelly set on fire by <laughs> yep. uh, air by young uh, leftist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ma- Maggie Haberman's like, well, I'm gonna hold on to all these Martin Sheen stories because I'm writing a really <laughs> sick book about it. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Uh, and that is the end of this fucking movie, man. Uh, would anybody recommend it? Steve Sadak, we'll start with you. It's a light recommend. Uh, it's two hours. It could really be 90 minutes. Um, I do think the two fire freakouts, George C. Scott and 
and Martin Sheen are kind of worth it. You know what I mean? Like, even though, you know, yeah. George C. Scott doing this Native American thing, it's cringy, but it's also kind of fun to watch. Uh, it's it's a light recommend for me. And and also, Cr- by the way, the Tangerine Dream score fucking rules. Yes. Oh, yeah. Rule. Uh, Chris Cabin. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to say, eh, you know, <laughs> the, it, like, if you could find a compilation of the two fire scenes. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of all you need. Like, that's I, I, moves. I, I'm going to say no, because like. Yeah, it starts promising, but the shop stuff slows it down so dramatically and turns this movie into a creepy, weird, like like Lars von Trier shit for like a little bit. And you're just like on edge with whatever George C. Scott is doing. Yeah. And like, I was just like, no, I don't need any of this. I, I prefer not to. I would love to see this 300 page thing that Carpenter was getting. Going. <laughs> oh, definitely. that sounds fantastic. Eric Siska. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see both points of view. I, I guess it would be maybe a light recommend for me just for the, the stunts and the practical effects were, were really cool. And I think like the first like 40 something minutes, I was actually kind of enthralled with this movie, but then it does stop dead. It does have this weirdo George C. Scott. Is he trying something with this kid or not? It, it, it derails itself. The music is awesome. So it's, it's a light recommend, but I understand if you don't. Yeah, it's a no for me. I'm I'm with Chris. Look up the fucking highlight reel, the special effects. That's really kind of all there is uh, here. And you know, I will say I'll be the the lone one here. I think it's kind of a lesser Tangerine Dream score. I love Tangerine yeah. Dream. I think they do great work. And I don't think that this is bad, but like, because usually when I hear Tangerine Dream like start up in a movie, I'm like, fuck yeah, like here we go. So I don't know if it's like because this movie is so slow and not really anything that that affected. Maybe I should listen to the score on its own and see how I feel about it. But yeah, it does just fucking stop dead for like a solid 50 minutes. And that's really unfortunate. Uh, but that is going to do it for our convo on Firestarter. If you want more We Hate Movies, check out patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. We've got a lot going on this month. As always, of course, there's a We Love Movies episode on Michael Mann's Collateral, which was a lot Hell of fun. Yeah. Uh, we got Melro 210, of course, uh, and the Nexus back. Eric, who are we talking about on the Gleep Glossary yes. this now, month? Now, the Gleep Glossary, if you're new to the show and don't know what that is, this is where I read, uh, you know, like a little entry about one of the lesser-known Star Wars characters to the guys, and we riff on it and have a good time. This month on the show, we are talking about George R. Binks. That's the father of Jar Jar Binks, and it's a Ooh. wild story. <laughs> but oh that's not the only Star Wars content we have coming out this month, right? Am I nuts? Oh, no, you are not nuts. You you got the good brains. It is <laughs> what it's Obi Wan Kenobi. We're doing a recap series. Obi Pod Kenobi. We're gonna call it because we're dumb, yes. and we're gonna recap <laughs> uh, the show. So there's gonna be a. I think at the end of the month there's gonna be two episodes dropped. So so we're gonna do one episode on both of those, and we're gonna continue until that show is done for now. And That's right. So be sure to subscribe on the top tier of our Patreon. And that'll also get you what happens at the $8 level, which is a talking cat. The commentary. Oh, we, a yes. talking cat-mentary, man. We are going to, on the date that we are recording this episode, we are going to also record that commentary. I've never seen this movie. <laughs> I barely know what it is. I'm very excited because you all have had your fucking souls chilled watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and you unlocked uh, everything, by the way. Everything we've yeah. done. Because I just want to also plug that Harry Potter commentary. A lot of people loving it. And we will continue down uh, that street eventually, but uh, yeah. there's all, an embarrassment of riches on there. the archive, the whole stuff. Yeah, the archive of the first like 100 episodes or so. Yeah. Uh, and of course, on the main feed, the show will go on here uh, next week. Steve, what are we talking about? 
Uh, we are talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 live from Cleveland, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, that's right. This was our, uh, was this our first show back on the road in 2021? Ooh, I believe it was. Yeah, I guess it might have been. It was a lot of uh, yeah. fun, a lot of John, John Saxon impressions, if I remember correctly. Oh, up yeah. and down the board, man. This was a good one. It was a good room, good club, good audience. Uh, so that is going to be a lot of fun talking one of the wildest uh, Nightmare on Elm Street sequels, The Dream Warriors. So until next week, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.